You are listening to the Straight Shooters exclusively on Wildfire Radio. Subscribe to the Straight Shooters podcast on iTunes by visiting the iTunes store and download every episode on wildfireradio.com. Now, here's Vaughn Johnson and Nick Picone bringing you the latest and greatest in the world of professional wrestling. Is Warren Johnson. Well, super nerdy pet peeve uh, of mine, Nick Picky. I don't think he should have been hopping over the top rope like a uh, parkour champion. You got me mad now. What is your name? Yeah, as always, with my man, man, Pots and Pants, Nick McCone. That's me. I don't really know us like you think that you do. I'm Ryan Isley. What is he doing? Oh my God. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? Straight Shooters is, the, I believe, the number one show on Wildfire Radio. I'm feeling good. No sleep, no food, no nothing. Just maniacism. Well, the skeptics and all the people have a little bit of... Let me do this again. Oh, it's live, pal. Sorry. What actually happened on the show? Nothing. Give me a hell yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! What's up, ladies and gentlemen, out there in internet land? My name... It's on Johnson and John, but my main man, Pots and Pans, Nick McCone, the Philly voice and Philly influencer, and you are listening and watching episode 173, as my main man, Pots and Pans, reminded me before the show, because I lost track of how many episodes we've done. We've done 172 of them, so forgive me for losing track. I can't actually count to 173, though. Northeast High School education did me well. <laughs> but episode Vikings, one, right? go Vikings, damn it. <laughs> Killing Central High School every year on Thanksgiving. Yeah, Ooh. I said it. Ooh. And in the public league championship game. So Ooh. Shots <laughs> fired. Oh, they always fire. Pow pow, baby. We start to show up hot. But uh <laughs> episode one seventy three of the podcast on multiple platforms and multitude of platforms, if you will. But before I get into those platforms, Nick, how are you doing tonight, my good brother? I'm doing good. And like you said, this is our 173rd episode. And it's funny because we don't count our demo when we previewed WWE Battleground 2015. I don't even remember wow. the main event for that pay per view. That's Ooh. when it was uh, in Ooh, July. Listen. I know Cena and Kevin Owens on that show, but the main event, that was Brock versus Seth Rollins. Battleground. Yes, you're Seth right. Seth Rollins was the champion. I'm pretty sure yes. that was. Yes. Yes. I, I think. I think you're right. I think you're right. So, uh, and then that was what? That was a poster for that show. Oh, okay. And then, uh, we, we, before you went to London, we did the live commentary with, you know, Bret Hart and British Bulldog at SummerSlam 92, but we actually recorded two episodes and one of them got lost. So we have a lost episode out there. If, uh, any one of you listeners find it, uh, out there, uh, the the legend, the legend of the lost episode. Yeah, let us let us know. And well, I was trying to remember what we covered that episode, and I remember it being a really good episode, but uh, oh. I can't I can't figure it out. But uh, good strolled out memory lane. Before we go on the air, we always have a little little chat. So that was that was fun, especially tonight. It's lost especially while the Sixers are kicking the Knicks' ass right now. Yes, that's always good. That's always good. What else is good is where you can find us. You can find us on a, on a bunch of good platforms, so to speak. You can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Play, of course. You can find us on 
SoundCloud, as we are SoundCloud rappers now. We are SoundCloud podcasters now. We're on Stitcher. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Spreaker. We're on TuneIn Radio. We're on Player FM. We're on Spotify. And, of course, the mothership, WildfireRadio.com. We can find all 172 prior episodes of the podcast. Now, and, of course, you can watch us live on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube right now, can join us in the chat on the left side of your screen. Come holler at us. We enjoy having company while we talk about the world of professional wrestling live. So you want to join us live and interact with us, do so on YouTube.com and you can follow us or subscribe to us and like our videos and watch our videos. We'd appreciate it. And you can also find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash shooters radio. We got two tiers right now. We did a little preview of one of the tiers last week, which was a live commentary special. And then the other tier, that's $3.99 per patron, per, you know, that's how uh, you get in that tier, $3.99. The second tier is like breaking news shows, or, you know, if you want to just break in the in, in show, give, uh, give us our thoughts and opinions. It don't have to be our regularly scheduled Wednesday night podcast. It's going to be a, you know, Saturday afternoon or Sunday night or whatever the case may be. We'll break in, do a quick show, and give our breaking, it can be breaking news, it can be our thoughts and opinions on a specific subject that you want, might want to hear. If you want to know our thoughts on something specifically, five ninety nine, tier two on the Patreon, patreon.com slash shooters radio. What did we do a live commentary of last week? We did Bob Backlund versus Bret Hart, and we did Star Arcade 83, double feature. Yeah, 85 with Flair and uh, Rhodes, yeah. yeah. Let's see Rhodes, The that, Gathering. That was a great episode. Long, and, uh, long episode. Yeah, one of the longest we've done. I think it was like a... An hour and a half altogether, but uh, you know, hey man, those are two matches that are well, at least Bret Hart bought Backlund because I wasn't watching Flair and Rhodes back then, but uh, just stuck in my memory, man. Yeah, Owen Hart, Owen Hart, that dirty, dirty dog. The most terrible time in WWF history, and it's not surprising that long match match between Bret Hart and Bob Backlund came (laughs) during that time. Not surprised at all. Yeah, what but neither want- of them had anything to do with it. So how about yeah, yeah? I guess. I mean, it was a it told they, a good story at the end. If they it kind kept, of dragged it, out a little bit with the Owen Hart throwing the towel yeah. stuff, but it's dramatic. It just took forever. That's all it my did. only problem. It but took they, forever. I'm telling you, if they kept the title on Bob Backlund, who knows? Like the 95 WWF might have been their best fiscal year. Who knows? Okay, let's not get carried away. <laughs> um, but what are we talking about tonight? We're talking about. We are talking about. Not United States wrestling. We're talking about United Kingdom wrestling. Because the hot topic on the interwebs when it comes to wrestling at this juncture, as you know, pretty much as of this week, was WWE and their and their I don't say relationship with the United Kingdom, but their just what they're doing in the United Kingdom when it comes to wrestlers, contracts, and promotions. So we're going to get into this conversation because it's been a hot-button issue over the last couple of days. And where did this story start? Well, the story started on WrestleTalk.com. Fighter James Dixon reported that British wrestling in turmoil. That was a headline, at least, on this story. Because NXT UK talent, you're familiar with NXT. You know, you know NXT has a UK show now. that airs every week. They ha- they're going to have a takeover. They have champions. Rhea Ripley's new women's champion. Uh, of course, Pete Dunne has been... Over over a year now, the the, the men's champion, United Kingdom championship, United Kingdom men's champion, I guess you could say. So they've been putting this, planting these seeds for a couple, about at least over a year now. 
for the championship and and NXT UK. And now they're before they had the contracts where I guess you could sign a deal with NXT or WWE, but you could still work indie promotions over in the UK. But now apparently, according to this report that's come out two days ago, these contracts have been reworked with two main things that I think that are really like the pillars of this story. That's a report, by the way. I don't know. These aren't necessarily facts. Some wrestlers have come out and disputed some of this and said, oh, don't believe everything you hear. Don't believe everything you read. But according to this report, the contracts included a significant, well, I don't want to say significant raise, but a raise to their annual salary, which is good, right? That's good news. But it also restricted them from working on shows that, um, for promotions that weren't affiliated with WWE. So if you're not with Progress, I think, or ICW, or WXW in Germany, those talents that are under WWE contract, under NXT's contract, you can't, those, they can't work for other promotions outside of that in the UK. So if you're Pete Dunne or Pat Devlin, or Devlin, I forget his first name, Jordan Devlin, I believe. I can't, I'm saying his name wrong. I'm dumb. Mr. Devlin. There you Mr. Go. Devlin. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if, if you're Rhea Ripley, if you're Tony Storm, uh, you can't work for promotions unless they're Progress, ICW, or WXW, which is in Germany. Not necessarily the UK, is it? Germany's not part of the UK. But mm-hmm. you get the point. And I, this has caused somewhat of an uproar amongst fans of that scene because that scene has been quite, it's been buzzing for the last couple of years with a bunch of promotions like Progress, like ICW, like Rev Pro. And they've had some big, some of those shows, I think ICW ran uh, the DO2 arena over there. It was like one of the bigger arenas mm-hmm. over, over there. It's like, you know, 20,000 seat or whatever. Big arena and done good business over there. They turned out some stars. WWE saw that and it was like, hmm, we should do something about this. <laughs> we should get in on this action. We can't just let this talent pool go untapped. Thus, they got the UK championship and they had the UK you know, tournament and the UK promotion and stuff like that. And they signed a bunch of guys like Pete Dunne, like Tyler Bate. You know, like Martin Martin Stone, you know, all these guys, Wolf Gang, who was in the tournament as well. Uh so people are this debate pretty much about is WWE being the predator like they were, let's say, in the eighties when Vince McMahon was taking over all the territories, are they killing the UK wrestling scene? Now, we're not from the UK. I've been to the UK once and that was four mm. months ago, so I really have no knowledge of the, the scene. We don't have feet on the ground, but do you see this as potentially hurting the UK wrestling scene but with these new restrictions on their contracts? I mean, from our vantage point, uh, I, actually, I do see that uh, perception and the possibility that UK wrestling will suffer because of this only because the fans that go out and watch their favorite wrestlers or whatever now – if their favorite wrestler gets signed to NXT UK, they have to shell out possibly more money for tickets because I don't know how much they charge over there for tickets uh, for their promotions, like you said. Uh, and even though they're WWE partners like ICW and Progress, uh, but there's plenty of other uh, promotions that aren't WWE affiliated. Uh, how much do they you know, charge for tickets? Uh, so if you go to one of those promotions to see your favorite wrestler... What if they sign with WWE NXT and then you have to travel a little bit 
further depending where the show is, but then you have to shell out maybe like 25 more dollars per ticket. Uh, it adds up, you know, like I don't want to spend that amount of money going to a wrestling show. I mean, WWE's prices in the US are already, you know, like pretty high and things I don't want to pay for when I go to shows, but I do as part of my job and, uh, you know, I, I go and cover the event as a fan in the stands. Uh, so from, from that vantage point, I do think it, at least that has some merit to the, uh, discussion and, and the fact the, the argument against uh nxt uk gobbling up all the all this talent uh, on the other hand i don't i don't think wwe is doing a, a wrong business decision i think it makes sense for them uh but what i don't like personally is that in the report it says that nobody under nxt uk contract can wrestle anyone or work with anyone that's under ring of honor new japan or any of these other contracts and that was part of the allure of not having to worry about nxt uk restricting this talent base you know like you could go see someone that was a wwe guy versus a ring of honor guy in another promotion in the uk and now that's not going to happen so from that vantage point it's absolutely uh I do think there's good merit to that argument. Uh, I mean, I'm not, it's not affecting me. So I can't put myself in that position of a UK wrestling fan uh, and say, and, and like honestly feel what they feel. But I do think that can't be overstated also, you know, like as a wrestling fan, if you, this news came out what yesterday, this report came out, um, I think I think it was yesterday, and just thinking about like yeah the the talent the NXT UK talent gets a pay raise, but at the same time, like that's for the talent that has nothing to do with the fans. So as a whole, does the UK wrestling scene suffer uh, right now? I, I, I want to see how it plays out. I'm not going to say it's going to, but I do think there's absolutely the possibility that. Uh, eventually we maybe we'll see another change in these contracts because apparently NXT UK wasn't making a lot of money or via ticket sales. So I don't know if and that, that precipitated this move, but like, I'm not sure that it was needed at this time. Like, I don't know why they like, yeah, they have a, a weekly series on the WWE network. I've been, I've been watching it. I've been keeping up with it. I just want, they, they've been adding two new episodes a week now and I've been watching them. I just watched the latest one with the UK women's championship final with Tony storm and uh, Ripley. So like, that was good. You know, like I don't know why they felt like they needed to do this, but does that have the possibility of, I don't think it's going to destroy UK wrestling. I just think it'll put it in kind of a weird spot, at least at this point or, or right away. Well, I think there's multiple ways of seeing stuff. And I think sometimes we get caught up in like, you got to see it one way or another. I think mm-hmm. there's multiple ways of seeing it. Yeah. For one, you brought up a point of they, the wrestlers can not only can they not work for outside promotions under, let's start under that WWE umbrella, but they can't work against talent that isn't under that WWE umbrella. And I think that that's not, something rare for WWE. That's what they do anyway with WWE talent. Like they don't want Seth Rollins going against to see a Naito mm-hmm. you know, on, on a show. I guess they feel like, 
I don't know why they don't do that. I would rather, I think you can make more money if you do that, but that's WWE's MO. They want you to work against their own talent. I guess maybe they don't trust some of these promotions. They don't, because they're not that close to them. They don't know them that well. So they don't know how are these guys trained. They don't want the guys getting hurt on one of these shows because they're non contracted talent. I guess they know if they got them on the contract, they can trust them to know that they're not going to necessarily, they can still get hurt, obviously, but mm. I guess the chances are less likely. I guess that's their logic. But well, one in, when it comes to the UK wrestling scene, I think a lot of people thought, I saw this coming. They're going to just gobble up the talent and choke the life out of it and monopolize it, which is what they did over here in the States. At least for a while, that wasn't the case. WCW was a thriving promotion. ECW had some things going for, you know, it wasn't great business-wise, but it, it had some buzz about it. But eventually, they died off, and WWE is by far and away the number one promotion here. Now, that doesn't mean that wrestling doesn't exist, exist elsewhere here. Obviously, you got, Ring of, you got Ring of Honor, you got Impact, you got Lucha Underground, you got other dozens and dozens of other independent promotions that have varying degrees of success. So it doesn't necessarily mean that because WWE has a by far and away lead as the leader of pro wrestling here in the States or North America or in the world, doesn't mean that other wrestling can't exist. But I can understand people's frustration because it looks like what happened in the 80s when they gobbled up the territories and you can spin it. Well, I don't want to say spin it, but you can. The narrative could be different. You could say this man was a you know evil guy who just ruthlessly took him, or he you could say that oh he tried to work with them and they put themselves out of business. Whatever way you put you spin it, and whatever way you see it, at the end of the day, they he gobbled them up. That's what happened <laughs> to those territories, and I think that's what people think is going to happen to the United Kingdom scene, where all the promotions they're not going to have enough talent and they're just going to die out. And I can understand that. And I think that, like I said, I think that, uh, I, like I said, I understand people's worries about that. I don't think that's necessarily going to happen, though. Because, like I said, over here, yeah, we don't have a bunch of AAA promotions, like top flight promotions like WWE, but there are other promotions that exist. WWE NXT UK isn't the juggernaut that WWE is, but yet there are other wrestling that exists here. I, I, I still think other wrestling could still exist over in the UK, that's not Progress, ICW, or in Germany, WXW, or whatever you know promotions are under that they're affiliated with through NXT. WWE would be stupid to kill off those promotions because they need talent. Where are they going to find talent? They use the independents now here in the States to put talent into NXT. And then upward they go from there to the main roster. They need those promotions to cultivate talent. Two places said this. I've heard them say it on these conference calls. Now, is it, are they still being sort of predatory? I, yeah, I can see that. Like, I, I can see people saying that. The people, a lot of people are coming up and saying that he, he said before that he wasn't going to do that. And, and he, that wasn't the intention. And I was on the conference call where he said this. I actually wrote about it back in, this was 2017. I say January 2017. So that'd be NXT UK, NXT TakeOver San Antonio. Right? And the conference call before that show. Once I was still I was still writing Philly.com and I was on this conference call and this came up. People were worried. You know, this could be a is this the beginning? Because this when the UK tournament stuff was just starting. Is this the beginning of WWE doing like a hostile type of takeover to with the other promotions? And look, this is verbatim what Triple A said. There's a lot of confusion based on that. A lot of the confusion is based on people's refusal to acknowledge the reality of the situation. 
we signed talent as part of this UK tournament. This is, of course, the UK tournament that took place to crown UK champion Tyler Bate and are looking forward to doing hopefully what will become a weekly show over there, which is, we know now, is the case. The talent knew going in what going in what the deal was. They knew what the restrictions were, and they knew what the restrictions weren't. We're not restricting them from working for anybody as long as it's not distributed. So at that point, I guess they didn't want people, they didn't want the wrestlers to work for a TV product or a DVD or some type of YouTube or some type of distrib- distribution. Completely independent is what they wanted. As long as there's no distribution outside of the live event. So, I guess obviously, according to this report, that has changed. Where you can only work for these particular promotions, you know, regardless of whether they're on TV or whatever, no distribution. Whether they have distribution or not, you can't work for this XYZ promotion unless they're Progress, ICW, and whoever else that they're affiliated with. So, I do see where people, like I said, are, are a little scared. But at the same time, you have guys it's like just it's just like here almost when guys get signed everybody thinks that when certain people get signed to ww or nxt in particular it's going to hurt the independence when kevin owens got signed oh man what is it going to do for the independence adam cole oh man what is it going to do for the outside promotions ricochet all it really does is open the spots up for other guys to to fill and that's what happens now could it like i said could it hurt Maybe in a short term, but I think in the long term, it could still, you could still potentially bounce back. WWE will sign those guys eventually too, probably. Yeah. But it's it's just it's like a cycle. Uh-huh. Now, from a wrestler standpoint, you can't blame the wrestlers for signing with WWE or NXT, and I don't think you can sign them and blame them in any way, especially if they're getting a raise. Exactly. I can make more money to work for the biggest promotion in the world. Yeah, it ain't W. I'm not on Raw and SmackDown. But still, I'm under that umbrella. Potentially, I could be put on those shows. Mm. Maybe the, the potential is there. I'm in, I got my foot in the door. And I'm probably, I mean, I don't know how these guys are making them over there as far as independence, but I got a raise. And it'd be like telling people for the sake of the wrestling scene not to go to WWE. It's like, I'd be telling like a college football player to <laughs> not go to the NFL for the sake of yeah. college football. Don't leave school early to make millions of dollars. Because college football needs you. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just transfer uh, after your senior year to another or, school. <laughs> I think a better analogy would be like when guys leave early after their junior year. And it's like, well, no, right. college football needs you for that one extra year. Don't go make millions of dollars. Instead, stay in college where you don't make any money. Right. And these other people profit you know, you, millions yeah. and millions and millions of times over off of your hard work. Don't go to the place that will compensate you handsomely now mm-hmm. obviously that's not the case in independent wrestling they get paid they're not just and, and the people who aren't profiting off of the millions of dollars off of them but you, you get the get my point i think is yeah. that for the wrestlers they want to get if they want to get paid more money if they think they can if they know they can get paid more money working for nxt they're gonna do it i can't and they can work less dates apparently which is like mm-hmm. we always talk about wwe and their rigorous schedule well, these guys apparently won't be working our super regular schedule. They don't work in an NXT. I know that they work a couple weeks weekends yeah. out of the month, and they do the the TV tapings and they move on. They don't work the five six days a week. It seems like for the main roster. So I think there are mo- like again, there are multiple ways of seeing this. You know, this is there's always a progression type of thing, especially if WWE wants to plant their flag somewhere. 
you can say, oh, WWE is only doing it to stamp out the competition, but they need some of those promotions right. to, to take talent. They're going to take talent. They need those promotions to exist. Like WWE, when they took over wrestling in the 80s, hurt themselves by killing off a lot of territories because there was nowhere for them to get talent. And that's where you had yeah. a lot of guys coming into WWE who had no idea what they were doing. It looked like Ludwig Borger or something like that. <laughs> now, you take Ludwig Borger, let's say he had five years in the territories where he could go around and get some experience and learn different you know, techniques and styles. He might have been much better by the time he got to WWE. But because there were no territories in 1995 who Ludwig Borger to learn from, he was pr- pretty much uh, you know, in WWE and, and, and probably, I mean, I guess he trained at, and maybe with uh, you know, that their version of developmental at that point, but it's, it just wasn't enough. He needed more. You know, so there's always a need for development. They they had it even in the mid nineties when they had Edge and Christian and Mark Henry and Kurt Angle all up in I think it was they, I think they were in Calgary or I forget exactly where they had developmental at that point. And they were training all those guys all at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they even use USWA a little bit. Uh, right in Memphis. Yeah. Right, that's exactly you're 100. That's where the, where the Rock debuted. Yeah, Flex Cavana. Right, <laughs> and then eventually I, I, it went from Memphis and you know a, a camp like a Funk, a, a Tom Pritchard camp or mm. Terry Funk camp to they had FCW, they had OVW, right? They had Deep South, yeah, you know stuff like that in the in the in 2000s, and now they have NXT, and then but they still use the independence as a cultivator of talent. Right. And they take from them, and they, like that's just a progression. The NFL takes from college. Baseball takes from high schools and college colleges. Hockey takes from colleges and the um, what, what's the, the leagues, the, the junior leagues in Canada and stuff yeah. like that, or yeah. in Russia or something like that. The mm-hmm. NBA takes from college, and they used to take from high school. <laughs> you know, going and this is how it is in sports. UFC takes from other promotions, in the in, in the world of MMA, mm-hmm. you know, like, does it kill them off necessarily? I don't think so. I know this is a little yeah. bit different because there's a, that maybe the UK scene is because it, it has been hurt and just devastated before. I don't know if that was WWE's fault before when when the UK scene was down, mm-hmm. but it's been up for a while now and it's been hot for a while now. What happens is they're going to get noticed by bigger promotions and they're going to get snapped up. Yeah, that's like and, almost it's almost like a cycle. And I think a big like we brought up kind of the in ring aspect of like the training and everything. But when WWE gobbles up th- these talents, it there's a notion that it automatically will stunt the quote unquote creative bubble, where the talent then doesn't have that leeway to go out in these different indie shows and just kind of be their character or formulate their wrestling character because everybody cool has a character. They could, they could do that though. I, I would love for them I, to be able to work for different promotions and work against different people and you don't see them on NXT TV too much and they can work against, yeah. you know, and, and make some extra money if they wanted to make some extra money. Right. But, and I think that's part of part of the reason why people are kind of like looking at this as a bad thing where, okay, if WWE signs these guys, it's the, the, if I'm a fan and WWE signs my favorite indie star and he becomes a completely different, you know, wrestler yeah. and, because he's under that umbrella, it, it totally ruins, you know, it, it totally ruins my perception of that character, whether it's good or not. Like, could it, could it be a better character? Absolutely. It could be a better character, but 
WWE doesn't normally get the benefit of the doubt that they're going to make a better character out of an indie guy that's already over. Uh, maybe there's a handful of guys they did. Kevin Owens is the one that pops into my head the most when we when we talk about the stuff of WWE signing indie guys that got big. I know Seth Rollins was in Ring of Honor too, but you know you, you talk about. It, it, I think Seth and Kevin Owens are two of the top indie talents that WWE cultivated and let whether they gave them creative, you know, freedom to, to go about in their own angles or not. Uh, I mean, it shows on TV every week when, you know, they're on Kevin Owens is hurt now, but you know, Seth Rollins is still one of the, and speaking of Seth Rollins, and we'll probably talk about this in, in the later weeks, the current WrestleMania main event, I, that's been reported by Dave Meltzer is going to be Lesnar versus Rollins. And I would love that to see that. So that's like an indie talent going to the main event, WrestleMania, who's already been in the main event. He's already been WWE world heavyweight champion. So I don't think it's a death, you know, sentence for WWE uh, signing the UK indie, indie guys. Uh, that's going to completely kill their character. Uh, but I do think that's a legitimate, I mean- a legitimate concern for fans over there. Yeah, and I understand it. Like I said, we've seen it's almost like we've seen this before, where they, yeah. you know, they sign up a bunch of guys, and the other the outsiders who aren't affiliated with WWE in any way, or they aren't WWE at all, they suffer. And I guess I mean, is that possible? I, I guess I mean, anything is possible. So yeah, it is possible. But I think the scene is strong enough, at least from outsiders' perspective, at least from over here in the United States, that it cultivated all of the talent that they have now. And it's probably as strong as it's been in... It is as strong as it's been in decades. Why can't more talent come up? Ring of Honor loses guys all the time yeah. to WWE. I mean, look at all the guys they've lost to WWE over the years. And every time somebody gets called up to... Or not called up, but signed by WWE, it's like, man, what are they going to do now? What are they going to do without... Kevin Steen. What are they going to do about without Adam Cole? What are they going to do without Sammy uh, El Generico, Claudio Casagnoli? I mean, guy after guy, the guy that's been signed by WWE have left Ring of Honor. And Ring of Honor, they're a much bigger company now than what they were years ago, obviously, because they're under the Sinclair umbrella. And none of these promotions in the UK have that financial backing. But even before that, they were losing guys. Right. CM Punk. So, you know, Samoa Joe went to TNA. Mm-hmm. AJ, AJ Styles was really a Ring of Honor guy, but you know they've lost guys over the years. But yet they, it didn't kill the Indies. It didn't kill Ring of Honor. Daniel Bryan. There Jeez. you go. Yeah. You know they, it's, it's it's happened. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't. I just think that the opportunities are always still there to be at least a good promotion. Look at PWG. They've lost a ton of guys. They used. Mm-hmm. I worked for them a, a ton. Matt Riddle, Keith Lee. I mean, the list goes on and on. All the guys that don't that that were in PWG don't work there anymore because they're in NXT now. PWG still it may not be as hot as it was, let's say, a year or two ago, but it's still doing pretty well as far as I know. You know, like it's still good wrestling happening. So if you want, if you don't want these promotions to to, to go down in flames, obviously go out and support them. Mm. You know, get into these newer guys that you probably have to watch because that you're going to come, come familiar with because the guys you're familiar with are gone. They they're going off to what they consider greener pastures. And I'm never going to criticize a wrestler, for, especially for the sanctity of the scene or whatever, 
for wanting to get in the big time. For wanting to, that, that, I, I, I don't understand people. Yeah, they say they're. They, I saw somebody say that to Pete Dunne. It's, it's like sold out. It's like yeah, I saw that too. Sold out. Pete Dunne is like as popular as he's ever been. Never makes it, that never made sense to me. Like sold out at all, and it never will. So, like I, here's here's what it is, people. WWE for for better or for worse. You may not like this, but this is what it is. WWE is the big dog, not, not Roman Reigns, Damn. but it is the major league. It is let's say this is major league baseball, and it's the show, and everybody wants to go to the show. That's why everybody wants I'm to down, go. I'm down with a good baseball analogy. I got you. I like it. Now, obviously, you have people in New Japan who are making good money. Despite if you're a foreigner, you gotta go all the way to Japan to do that. That might that might be tough on you. But you're making good money over in Japan. Or you got guys in Nirvana who are making a living and they're doing okay for themselves. But if WWE comes calling and they offer enough money and they say, you know, we got plans for you, more more likely the guys are gonna go. Yeah. They're gonna go because that's what it, it's not just how much you make at that moment you sign a dotted line, it's how much you could potentially make moving forward. Yeah, you might not get as big of a percentage on your merch as you would on the independence, but you're gonna make your downside guarantees might be more than what you made on the independence, or it, it could grow into more if you, you know, if they deem you're good enough or whatever. And even if you love the indies, you you want to get under that WWE umbrella for as long as you can, because if you wind up going back to the indies, we've seen Matt Hardy and Cody Rhodes. Uh, just at the top of my head, that we're almost better off going back to the Indies and making money, but they—I don't think that would have ever been possible had they not reached that WWE, uh, you know, status. So that's got to be the goal in the in the beginning of the career, middle of the career. You get there. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. If you still love, you know, wrestling, you, you can still do it. You have plenty of opportunities to do it. And maybe you bring in a higher gate for other indie promotions. I mean, just because you fail at WWE doesn't mean you're going to fail f- forever. Yeah, and there's going to be there's guys in WWE right now that might get released in at some point because yeah, they got a lot of talent. They it's got been a, a while since we had you know like a spring cleaning of sorts. And it, and it's true, but they got so many people on that roster. It's, it's almost almost too many because if you take into account. Like the five hours of television, just main television, we're on SmackDown each week. Uh, that, that's really all you can count on week after week because not everyone goes on the WWE network for like extra programming. But, uh, you know, that's so much to fit into a window now. You know, it's and two rosters, like you can't, that, that's, that helps having two split rosters. I think it helps the talent. Because you have more opportunity to get pushed into that level, but it, it's almost at a point where we're seeing that talent. And it, it like this past Monday it was probably one of the worst raws I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, I didn't doesn't, watch it, I doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing when when you're when you appear on Raw. Now I understand that hey, you're on national TV, you're on the the biggest wrestling show in the world weekly, uh, but. If if people hate what they're watching, you know that doesn't necessarily help the cause. Uh, but you're getting that exposure, and uh, I mean that's at, at this point with the roster as big as it is, uh, I think maybe just getting on the shows uh, maybe might feel like a win for some talent. 
I'm not saying ever, I'm not saying they do feel like that, but if I was in that position, I don't know how I would feel, but maybe with the amount of wrestlers they have, uh, women and men, uh, if I just got on the show, I, I might be happy. So I don't know what the talent thinks, you know, behind the scenes, but like you said, uh, they got a lot of, a lot of guys. So, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens for me personally, uh, in a, a little less than a year when SmackDown moves to Fox. I wonder what, if, if any changes, uh, program wise, will they add, you know, another hour show on FS1. I know they were talking about a studio show being reported, but Hey, what if they have like a B show that gets put on for an hour and you like main event or something, or, you know, they go back to doing something like that to get more exposure for talent. I could see something like that happening just because of the roster size. Yeah. It's just the, the, the monopolization of wrestling. I know some people are afraid of that. It's already happened. It already exists. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just, I just don't see it happening where these promotions are completely dying off. And because and, again, despite what happened in the eighties, WWE, at least, at least NXT, Triple H at least recognizes that they need to find talent from somewhere, and they're only going to be able to find talent from these independent. Prom- Maybe they only want talent from Progress and ICW. That's how they. That's where they're going to look specifically. They're not going to look elsewhere. But I don't think that's the, they. They haven't done that to this point. Only looked in the specific promotions. They've looked a whole bunch of places. They brought in people who don't have wrestling experience. So I, I don't know. I just think that it's it's not going to completely kill off. Maybe maybe we're naive. I mean, yeah, we could be. <laughs> maybe maybe we're naive, but I think that if the if the if independent wrestling as a whole or Specifically, the UK scene was going to die off. It would have happened after they signed. Look at up and down the roster. How many guys were in the independent wrestling shows or in that circuit just five years ago? Yeah. And the scene hasn't died. It still exists. WWE is still going to try to gobble up as much talent as they can because that's WWE's thing. But when when some guys go, another guy has to step up. And there's still other wrestling out there. It's not like promotion, other promotions don't exist that right. aren't that are bigger than independent, like New Japan, like Ring of Honor, like Lucha Underground, like you know you can AAA, CMLL, like there's still other places to work. Mm-hmm. And now, and you might have this thing with this all elite wrestling or something like that. That might be a yeah. thing. Who who knows how that turns out? I think people at the end of the day they don't just want they they want some competition for WWE. They want something to give WWE at least. And I'll turn it and I'll turn it to WWE and they, they they're out there. It's just I understand what people's first fears are. I, I get it though. We don't and nobody wants that. Mm-hmm. I just don't even if WWE even if it's, that's WWE's intention, I don't see it happening. Maybe that's that's the way I should say it. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really touch on this yet, but I think back then we were talking about, you know, when WWE had Deep South Wrestling, FCW, uh even uh, you know, Memphis uh even it, even FCW, like social media wasn't as big as it is now. And I do think social media helps those indie promotions uh, get the exposure that they wouldn't otherwise have. So whereas maybe WWE uh, signs the biggest UK talent that there's not currently contracted, 
from whatever promotion it is, they could still they still have you know YouTube and the you know website. They still have a promotional marketing tool for other talent that you know twenty years ago never existed. So I do think promotions are in a better position to withstand maybe like a blow if WWE signs one of their top you know guys, and I think that's a good thing. Now, here's another thing that I think people, another layer to this that I think that's worth talking about, and that's the contracts as a whole. The fact that WWE can sign people to contracts that are exclusive contracts, but yet call their wrestlers independent contractors, which is an issue that's still, no matter how you slice it, it's terrible. It's always been terrible on WWE to do that. When you got people who are, independent contractors but they can only work for you and whoever you tell them to work for they got to be to work at a they got to be to work at a certain time right that's the thing w you can't just show up whenever you want you got to show up at a certain t- you get treated like an employee you got to adhere to this to these hr type of things you got to act in a certain work environment because you work you're an employee but yet technically independent contractor and i think that's still crappy and it, and it, and it goes the same for these uk talents they're it, it's it just Adds another layer to the to the to the argument that it's crappy that WWE has that in their arsenal that prevents them from paying these guys for health care and giving these guys benefits. When the people that work for the company outside of wrestling do get those things, but yet the wrestlers, the most important commodity, don't because they're independent contractors. When these UK guys are not. They're not independent contractors. They're not independent anymore. They work for WWE and they do whatever WWE tells them because they're under contract. They're employees. And that will, until it changes, that will always piss me off because that's bullcrap. How WWE somehow has gotten away with it for like three decades, at least, mm-hmm. or more. Yeah, you know, totally like that's crap. I'm surprised it hasn't been changed yet. And, you know, the only thing I could hope for is that they're currently trying to change it somehow. I don't know how they would go about it. I don't know if it's easy as, you know, just just changing the name of independent contractor to employee and then giving them benefits. Like, I don't know if it's that easy. I don't know. WWE is publicly owned, so I don't know if they have to go through certain hurdles. Like, I don't know the whole legal aspect of, you know, the whole make it just make them employees thing. But that's exactly what they should do. It's not like they don't have the money to do that. So, uh, you know, and I know that if someone gets hurt, you know, have surgery, uh, more than likely, I would assume they pay for it. Uh, but that's not, yeah. like, that's, that's just not surgery. Same. Like, what we're talking about health care. We're talking about, like, right. checkups, you, stuff like that. You're like, retired, you don't, you don't get a health care plan. You right, don't right. get a pension. You just, that's it. You get a legends deal. That's what happens. Right, that's your pension. That's <laughs> yeah. the WWE equivalent of a pension, and you better hope and pray that you get that. Exactly. Or else they don't give you anything. Now they'll they'll do the sponsor to do to do rehab, which mm-hmm. yeah, it's nice. But they'll they, you know still there's still more it's, they could do. Exactly. It's like there's so much more that is out there. It's like okay, like you did this, that's good, but you know you. you it's still like you. Why aren't you doing these other things? Why aren't you giving them universal health care? Why aren't you like you can afford it? Like, so I still don't understand that. And it is something that sticks in my crawl every time. Uh, you know, like I, I do think about it even when it's not in the conversation. Um, so, like, will that change? You know, hopefully, in our lifetime, it will. 
I mean, we're still pretty young, so right. I was just, I was just watching yeah. a TV show that my uh, lovely girlfriend showed me called Adam Ruins Everything, it's, and it's talking about Adam. Yeah, Ruins, yeah, yeah. Adam Ruins that. work, and it talked about <laughs> how like you have a freelancer that works for you, Uh-oh. but yet he's told to show up at a certain time, and you know, and all this. And that. he's treated like an employee, but he's technically a freelancer, and it's like that's what WWE does on a every day. That's what they yeah. do. That's their business <laughs> model. You're right. Every single day, independent contractors, freelancers, but you can't work anywhere else. You can't. You got to show up on time. You you got to adhere to these strict set of rules that they give you. Yeah, you gotta, like pay here. for your own travel. You know, like no, like if you're driving to an event from one night to the next, like WWE should pay for that. WWE for- should have like a bus for these guys or something. Like that. Yeah, or that, yeah, hey, well, it would save them money to just get a huge. Freaking like bus. We're professional sport where the, the even like a, a show, like a tour of sorts, like a mm-hmm. let's say you're part of a band and you're or you're like a a traveling, I don't know what I'm trying to I'm trying to quite as like live theater. I don't know if live theater travels or anything like that. But what if you're a part of like like I said, sport, you can relate it to that. Yeah. They don't travel by car. Right. They travel by bus or plane. They travel together. The, the team or the company provides that travel. At the same time, I don't know if I, I, I don't know if like the wrestlers enjoy that freedom. You know, like there's almost a freedom to being able to drive. Yeah, by I get it, but it costs them money. It, it, it does. It does. But like, uh, I think about that. Think about how preposterous that is. Even minor league baseball teams, they, they I got a bus. They go yeah. on minor league hockey teams and junior hockey. Yeah. They travel together. The team takes care of that. They don't hop in all this pile in the car and just drive out there. Like, yeah. They're all going to the same place. How can yeah. they not take care of that, at least? But that's just another whole... That's just, to me, that's, a, that's also like another layer to this whole thing. And that it just... The proliferation of that crap continues. It, it's another layer to this UK thing, I think, that I think it's worth discussing. And that these contracts are another layer, another piece of evidence to that the independent contractor thing is crap. It's hogwash, malarkey. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, it still it boggles my mind. Like, I think if you if you show like an NFL player like the travel arrangements that these wrestlers had, they'd be like, "You're crazy!" Like, when I play football right. or when I play basketball, I don't have to worry about where I'm going. Right, exactly. They, they take me to the airport. So we can fly <laughs> together. Like we don't have to even get to the airport on our own. They, 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 we it's arrive like, to the facility and we take a bus from the from the facility to the airport, and we go from there. Yeah, they have travel agents that do all that travel stuff for them. So yeah. I don't even think they they might be playing a game one one night and then have a game the the next night, but not even know like where it is because they don't have to worry about the, nothing. It's all taken care uh, of for them. They just hop but, on the bus, they go to the airport, hop to <laughs> hop on a plane. Like that's definitely what NBA teams do. Yeah, hop on this bus, go to the airport, head to the next city. Yep. they don't have to drive themselves anywhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like uh, I'd be very—I would love to see WWE incorporate that at some point, just because you know, it, just giving this talent the exposure under the WWE umbrella is not enough. You know, like you're not some—it's—it shouldn't be like a privilege. You know, like the wrestlers have earned it. Sure, I understand that. WWE might think it's a privilege to be on their airwaves, like you earned it. But like, give that, throw them a bone, man. Like, it, 
like you said, the independent contractor thing, there's so many layers to it that it's just complete BS where it's like, it, it would, it would take little to no effort on their part to just set up their travel form, just make them employees, you know, like, yeah, you, you wouldn't harbor the negative feelings that talent feels what? when they leave I, I as mean, much, maybe as it's, much. it's not going to happen. It's going to, it's going to have to like be like a wrestler union for that to, to yeah. happen. And that probably won't happen. So, I mean, if people have tried that before and it didn't work. You know, I mean, interesting to see if a lot of these guys don't have agents negotiating their contracts or, I mean, agents, another thing, like you still got to pay them 10% and they might not negotiate what's best for you, but mm-hmm. it's good to have some legal representation looking over your deals. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff that goes into this. And I think that ties into this UK scene thing where these guys have agreed to these contracts where they do get more money, which is nice. But there are other things that like WWE probably forced upon them if this is the truth. Because at the end of the day, this is just a report. From Wrestle Talk TV, and some of the guys like Pete Dunn has like kind of disputed it in his own way. So, but it is an interesting topic of discussion because again, it's almost like history repeating itself, and WWE being this, you know, predatory type of promoter promotion, gobbling up and just like it's like you ever played a game Holio? No, it's like a cell phone game. It's like a, it's an iPhone game, and it's like literally you just like a hole in the ground, and you just go around eating up everything. That's all you do. Huh. You just eat up stuff, and the more stuff you eat, the more points you get, obviously, and the bigger you get, too. So you okay. get you start off as a little hole, and you start eating, like, little things, but the bigger you get, you start eating, like, buildings and, like, skyscrapers and stuff like that. You eat, like, an entire city up, and you get all these points. That's essentially what people look at WWE as. Holy the big hole in Holyo that's moving slowly, but surely moving around, and if you get within, like, even, like, a mile of it, you go right into that hole, they just gobble you up, and that hole is big because it's WWE. They're gigantic at this point, and huh. they're just going around eating everything. And it's like, oh, no, you may not want to go in, but you're going in because it's just too big. You're getting gobbled up. I'm going to have to title this episode WWE is Holy Off. Pretty much. I like that analogy. And I, like I said, despite the fact that I don't think that it's going to kill off the UK wrestling scene, I, the signs are there that people, and I don't blame people for feeling like, oh man, this this is it. Because mm-hmm. we can't give WWE the benefit of the doubt because, again, history has a tendency to repeat itself. Especially in WWE. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, what goes around comes around and, and that's what happens sometimes. And So yeah. yeah. But I don't know, like, the, the headline's a little, little sensational in my opinion that in turmoil, like, Maybe it is. Maybe that's not sensationalized headline because we're not there. So yeah, I would love uh, any listeners that are that are in the UK or feeling this to chime in. You know, like comment on the video, comment on our podcast when it's uploaded everywhere, wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, and we'll send out you know our Twitter and Facebook. So just like reach out if you have any uh, insight or any more information. Than we've provided during this uh, specific podcast. Yeah, tweet at us. Tweet at us even at Vaughn M. Johnson, at Nipple at Shooters Radio. You know, I just know. Like the more information, the better. You know, like all we can go off is is what the reports you know say and what WWE is doing right now. Right, and like I said, we don't have our feet on the ground over there. 
I've only actually only been there one time for like five uh, days, and I didn't get to any wrestling over there. Right. I would have loved to have been to a wrestling show, but I had too much work to do when I was over there. But the point is, is that if you are in the UK and you do know, you know, you have a bet, you obviously have a better sense of what it's like over there from a wrestling scene standpoint. You go to shows, you frequent shows, or at least you are you follow the shows, and you you are you have your finger. I don't want to say your finger on the post, but you're aware of what's going on. Let us know what you think about this potential change in contracts for these guys and what you think it's going to do to the wrestling scene over in the United Kingdom. Because I'm curious. I, like, again, I don't think it's going to kill it off because I think that things are cyclical and that some talent leaves, some talent comes up back up. You know, other talent. It opens the door for other talent. And there's clearly a lot of talent over in the UK. That's why WWE is over there to begin with. They ain't over there because they just want to do something in the United Kingdom. They recognize there's a lot of talent over there, and they could be a. And maybe it is they they see it as a threat. Oh, well, wait a minute. You know they could potentially do something big over there, and we got stakes over there, so we got to stomp that out. Mm-hmm. Maybe that is the case, but because of they can take advantage, they can do that because they can take advantage of a lot of talent over there. So just because you got guys who are on an NXT contract now that aren't going to be on these shows anymore doesn't mean there aren't other guys you can fill in. And do a good job. But let us know if we're wrong. We're off base. In the meantime, Nick, let's wrap it up. Take us out with some plugs. All right. And you just said, uh, follow me on Twitter at Nick Picone. You can follow us at Shooters Radio. And you can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the straight shooters. Also email uh, the straight shooters podcast or just straight shooters podcast at gmail.com. And we are also. Well, no, I already said that. So you can follow my sports writing and editing at phillyinfluencer.com. Uh, we got some good stuff up there this week. And my Survivor Series recap, if you haven't, if you want to go back and relive uh, the last good WWE show the last few weeks, uh, not NXT related, then you could go read my Survivor Series recap at phillyvoice.com. And I'll keep you updated on any possible changes. I uh, have some ideas uh, thrown around for... Uh, some content at Philly Voice that are just not only pay-per-view recaps. So uh, stay tuned for that. All right. I'm at Vaughn M. Johnson on Twitter. And as always, you can catch me out here in these streets. But in the meantime, of course, you can always highlight me on Twitter. Interact with your boy. You can also find us on Patreon. Interact with your boys on there for the nominal fees of $3.99 for the live commentary tier or $5.99 for the breaking news slash you know, additional shows tier. That's only five ninety nine. Two nominal fees, two tiers, both for nominal fee. Patreon.com slash straight shooters. Before we go, let me remind you what platforms we are on. I said it earlier. Let me say it again. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, SoundCloud, Spotify. That's nine. Mm. There's no excuse for business. And a tenth the mothership wildfireradio.com 10 platforms 10 fingers i ran out of fingers counting on the platforms are on we're everywhere oh wait a minute i gotta get a toe up because we're also on youtube it's 11 you can watch us live on youtube every week and interact with this and watch see our beautiful faces look at this face you couldn't possibly deny this face because it's so beautiful nick's face is beautiful too beautiful thank you two beautiful faces out here on youtube live on youtube and all those other platforms I mentioned earlier. You can just hear our voices 
We sound very professional on there as well. We sound very nice on there. We have beautiful voices as well. We do. So beautiful all around. Beautiful show on the straight shooters. Is, uh, everything's beautiful. Everything is nice. But in the meantime, time to wrap up. Thanks for listening and watching episode 173 of the straight shooters. You can catch us again next week. Have a beautiful day. You've been listening to the straight shooters on wildfire radio for advertising opportunities. Contact Nick Picone via email at Picone, Nick at gmail.com or call eight, five, six, six, two, five, one, one, nine, zero.